Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. You see all all right, welcome back to Ohio. I want to do something a little bit different in this segment. Um, we are going to share a link. Um, a couple of years ago in the Canton Repository, they did a big photo gallery of uh, your bucket list, places you got to check out in Ohio. Uh, we're not going to get through all 81 of them, but I want to kind of uh, spotlight some and see if you guys have ever been there. Um Brandon, I'm not sure if you got a big chance to take a look at the list, but you know, there's places like the Columbus Zoo. What place I haven't been to that I was curious to see if you've been to or not. Have you ever been to the uh, Naval Museum in Dayton? That's one place I haven't been to. I've been meaning to check out. Have you been there? I've been to, uh, I think, a, an Air Force Museum up in that area. I'm not sure if the Naval one's a separate, completely separate one, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> Okay, um, well, you, I'm, well, I think it's the Air Force Museum. I think I may have misspoke when I said naval. I think I may have been there as a little kid, but I don't remember too much about it. I don't know, Craig. Is there something on this list that kind of surprised you, or, or someplace you haven't been to yet? Um, I, I've never been to the Air Force Museum. That's probably something that I'd enjoy going to. Um, obviously, I've been to all various parts of Lake Erie, um, been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know that I would say going to a Cleveland Indians game should be on the bucket list, but, you know, I've done that before. You know, I, I think I've done a few things. I've, I've probably – I've never gone to Ohio Stadium in Columbus, although I'm not an Ohio State fan. My wife is, so that's probably something that, uh, that she would love to do with me. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know – for the most part, I think there wasn't, you know, very many surprises on here. Um, I think my, you know, my personal favorite would be just to go to the lake. Uh, if you're a fan of water, it's a very soothing experience. You can walk along it. You can sit at the beach. Kind of, it's just a fun time, just, uh, you know, relaxing atmosphere. Um, Brandon, I, I, are you a Lake Erie guy? Have you ever been up there? Oh, been. Uh, sorry, I didn't catch that part. That's the quick part. Are you a Lake Erie guy? Have you ever been up there? Yeah, I've been up there um, for school uh, and Cedar Point. Um, you know, for school we went to Stone Lab Atories owned by Ohio State. Okay. Um, for like a week week long seminar overnight on an island and got to go in rowboats and stuff and do some fun um, st studies up there. Um, really fun trip. Um, 
lot of talk about the Lake Erie water snakes and how they're endangered and people just think there are too many of them. <laughs> the precursor to the COVID debate. <laughs> what I, what I, my perception of reality versus what the scientific data tells, tells us. So. Well, um, I got I, I got mentioned too. We got to update this list because one of the pictures is from what's now a historic cruise stadium. I, I saw you were at the final game. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to go there anymore, at least to watch crew games. Well, I was going to correct you, but then you corrected yourself, Chris. But yes, uh, I will be going there this August to go see a Green Day concert. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you're going to Green Day concert? But I'm really going for Fallout Boy. But don't tell. Okay. <laughs> don't tell Fallout Green Day. <laughs> See, if I can make it, I would go for Weezer. I'm actually more of a Weezer guy than anything else. But They've had, like, two hit wonders, Chris. Let it go. <laughs> for and Weezer? An, and, an, and an okay cover of Africa. Totally oh, Africa. Oh, we, oh, man. Well, you got to remember, Weezer played a big role in the history of this show because uh, I remember the first time, Brandon, you and I did this. We're like, what the heck are we going to talk about? And we did a blow-by-blow -blow review of what the Weezer – what was it? The Weezer cover album. Yeah, with Africa and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Back, back in the good old days. And uh, again, I apologize because I, I realize now we probably shouldn't be playing music from that album um, on a podcast that does have licensing rights. But hey, <laughs> we learned. It was a mistake we made that we won't be making it again. So I don't know. I mean, I'm looking for this list. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I haven't been to everywhere. I'm not a big state park guy, but some of that stuff looks interesting. Um, you know, I'm bummed. My family loved Ohio State Fair, and this is going to be the second straight summer we haven't had the Ohio State Fair. That, I, I, are you guys missing the Ohio State Fair this year? No. No, I've never been to the Ohio State Fair. I mean, I cover the Sandusky County Fair, which is a good fair. I, I just I think once you become a, a journalist and you have to cover fairs, for a living, you kind of hate fairs. You don't really go to fairs on your own because you have to cover it. And you have to like, you know, go there for a few hours each day and you have to sit in the hot sun and you're like, oh, well, you get to go to the fair. Yeah, but you have to wear dress clothes and um, work, you know, so it's not that's as not, fun. That's cruel. I, I, Craig, no, no, you've put your foot down. I mean, even Youngstown Vindicator was kind to its fair reporters and said you could wear casual. In, in, well, I, I don't mean shirt and tie, but you know, khakis and a and a polo. No, no shorts. shorts no, and, no. Yeah. Come on, it is hot out there. That is cruel. It, yeah. No well, one, uh, no one is going to be upset that you dressed for the weather. <laughs> true. Would, would I? A couple of years ago, when I went, it was like a hundred and some. It was like a hundred degrees, and it was warm. And I wore a polo and, and khakis. And no, it no. was it was uh, it was warm. So yeah, maybe no, shorts would have been no, better. That's but just not acceptable. I mean, you're not running for governor. I mean, I don't don't. Maybe if you're interviewing the governor, okay, fine. But if right. you're just interviewing the fair folk, the fair attendees, no. <laughs> I'm, you got uh, Craig. I'll write a letter to the editor if you need me to. <laughs> I will just say you need to like make sure Craig does not have to wear a polo and khakis. I don't want to get you in trouble, but I just feel like this is this is a fight I'm worth taking. Well, the craziest I appreciate it. The craziest clothes store I had. I used to work at Maslin, and they had a big Christian rock festival in the summer. And at the time, I was a reporter at the paper, and they said you gotta wear a shirt and tie all the time. I mean, shirt and tie. 
So it's the summer, kind of like Craig's story. But instead of wearing khakis, I'm in a dresser and um, dress pants. Mm-hmm. And Brandon at a festival where it's 90, 100 degrees and everyone's wearing flip-flops, shorts, and a T-shirt, I suck out like a sore thumb. And I, you're, I, I, I back you up, Brandon. And, and th- I think I said that when we worked together. Didn't I say, hey, look professional, but look like people around you. You know what I mean? I wasn't enforcing a tie or anything, you know? Um, yeah, I had that. I've had those experiences too. I dress up shirt and tie, and I'm in the hot sun, and everyone's dressed casually, and you just like I don't know why you want to stand out, like be stand out as like, oh, that's a reporter. I, I don't know what what the benefit is of that, or what advantage it gives you. Maybe or if, I don't know if it makes people. But there are so many editors who really put so much emphasis on that. Oh yeah. Now, I would say maybe it makes sense for like elected officials. Okay, I get that, but for like. You know, other other enterprises. Not to say other people are not worthy of a shirt and tie. I just saying, you know, is that person really gonna, you know, get in, in a, you know, I mean, I've had people come up to me in the, in, in the line saying, like, why are you wearing a shirt and tie? It is like ninety degrees here. You look uncomfortable. I can see the beads of your perspiration. <laughs> so, just like I don't know if it really uh, adds anything value except for maybe elected official interviewing, but. That's just me. Well, and I think it does distract the people that you interview because I know that we get the and again, Craig, I have a different story because I was wearing a shirt and tie, which was ridiculous. But you know, it distracted. I stuck out like a sore thumb. People are like, Who the heck are you? You know, they, they didn't look at me realistically. And I remember that week and hey, I don't agree with his politics. I don't agree with what he's saying about COVID, but one of my favorite interviews for various reasons was Kirk Cameron. I, I'd like him as a person. We split when we talk about politics and some of his other thoughts, but Kirk Cameron, I remember being backstage and he and I were talking. I was wearing a shirt and tie and he's the nicest guy in the world. And he was almost mocking me, you know, saying, why are you doing this? I'm like, Oh, it's work. You know, they make me do that. But you know, yeah, it is definitely something to think about. So yeah. So there's 80 places on this list. And again, we're, we're going to take way too much time going for each of my name by name. But, you know, hey, COVID restrictions are, are eased a little bit. Yeah, as always, get vaccinated. Make sure you're okay. Make sure you're good to go. But at the same time, get out there. Check out some of these places. And we'll have that list for you uh, for places to check out. Like I said, uh, don't go to historic cruise stadium if you're looking to watch the crew go to the new stadium. But there's a bunch of places in Ohio that are money. You know, they may cost you money, but they, they're free. There's other free places as well. Check them out this summer. Uh, I want to check out some of these places. I want to kind of get out a little bit and be safe and COVID-friendly at the same time. So, very good. Uh, anything you guys want to mention before we close up shop for the day? No. All right. Uh, um, Brandon, a, a quick review. Did was the last crew game at historic stadium, historic cruise stadium? I didn't say the whole thing right. Was it a very a big emotional night? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was pretty pretty packed, sold out crowd. Um, I felt like a sold out crowd for the most part. Um, um, the team won on a high note, which is good. Two to zero. Um, Dose is zero for the U.S. men's national team fans, um, which have achieved that scoreline against Mexico and Columbus's and that very same stadium, actually. So, you know, I think, um, and also some people have noted the uh, first opening match um, 
uh, at that stadium was had similar similar stats. You know, the number eleven guy scores uh, the first goal there, and the number eleven guy scores the last goal there. So um, cool to see some um, a bit of fireworks. But we left kind of at that point because it was packed, and it's a, it, it it highlights why that stadium couldn't bring in the crowds it should have because um, the way it was built back then was um, just it, not conducive to watching a soccer game. Long lines in the concession stands. I, I gave up at, <laughs> while waiting for a halftime. So, um, um, so I'm looking forward to the new stadium. I think it will be an upgrade um, the way they, they designed it. So um, while I love the old stadium, I wish they could find ways to improve it, the experience there. I think we're going to be, it's going to, the team's going to better future hands uh, in the long run. So, um, that's all my two, my two bits, two cents okay. there. So very good. So yeah, definitely check that out. And, um, Craig have a good one too. And, um, you know, we will see you guys back shortly. Um, have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new hope interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.